you. Time to say hi to Steve Vines right now, who's also under a foreign influence, Smirnoff. How are you? <laughs> yes, good morning. Um, foreign influences. I think we'll come back to that. I think we will. Because I'm very worried about foreign influences. You are? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, but let's start. Go let's on. start. I let's know what you're going to say. With a friend Three, of mine. two, one. Nice one, Cyril. Cyril exactly. <laughs> My mate, C.Y. Learn. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't travel long distances to come to this studio to say nice things about C.Y. Learn. But on this occasion, I have to say, we have to thank him. Go on, then. He has finally said what all these blokes think, which is... The, the trouble with democracy <laughs> is it involves the great unwashed, and we don't like the great unwashed. And, you know, as he said eloquently to this group of foreign journalists, he said, well, you know, gosh, if, if you had real democracy, you'd have all these people earning the median wage of about 14,000 um, per month voting. How very dare they? So, I mean, we can uh, thank God for CY. We can finally stop all this. I was going to use a, a C word, but I don't think I will. Um, we can start stop all this nonsense about, um, you know, oh, these, this, this constitutional reform proposal is a step forward. Let's pocket the advantage. That's not <laughs> what they're thinking. That's not what they're thinking. He has finally let the cat out of the bag, and he says, uh, democracy... <laughs> It can't work here. We're not having Talk it. Talk about Marie so, Antoinette. <laughs> yeah. So you know all these, um, you know all these sort of all these sort of well-meaning types say, I tell you what, if we have a second consultation and we change three commas in the document, and then we bring in a special system whereby people who stand on one leg and they twitch their ear in a leftward direction and blink at the same time, Sorted. may be able to have another vote, you know, that brings us a lot nearer to democracy <laughs> than we were yesterday. The fact of the matter is, and he's actually now said it, and it's funny because these guys are always saying this in private, but they're not stupid enough to say it in public, but he's now just said it. He's just, we're just not going to have that democracy, because if we do, all of my people, you know, the very well-off people, will be governed by all these other, you know... Um, I was what are they? No, working class. I don't know who they are. I don't know what... I couldn't believe my ears. I'm like, did I understand that? Did I just hear that? And let's not forget we're hearing it in a translated, you know, translated... Or, or not no, in this no, case, he right? No, no, he, he said it in English. And, and the trouble Could is I they can't deny it. Because there were at least um, a dozen or so people in the room with tape recorders. So they, they, they've tried to say, oh, well, uh, maybe this was some sort of PR. What's it? No, no, it wasn't. It was him saying what he thinks. Now... I have to say, it's not a mystery to, to learn that he actually doesn't like democracy. I mean, that's one of the worst-kept secrets there have been since, um, you know, that problem with Napoleon. Um, but um, the fact of the matter is that we all kind of knew this, but they've all kind of, you know, minced around it and but said, oh, you know, you know we're, 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 we're hoping for democracy in the not-too-distant future, you know, something like 22,000... AD would be a good time to start thinking about it. But he's going, no, 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 none of that, none of that. We're just not having it, because if we do... No poor people. No poor people. But, I mean, even if, even if you, you, you accept what um, uh, the logic of his position, and it is correct, of course, because in any democratic society, guess what? 
it doesn't contain a majority of rich people. That's a physical impossibility. There's always a wealth gap, and there's always more people who are rich than there are who are poor. This isn't, this isn't new information. But what he doesn't seem to realise is, because, of course, he doesn't bother to ever study any of these stuff, that in most elective systems... It's the poor voters who who tend to be very conservative. Well, they're the... I mean, the you masses... Know, he's, saying, he's saying, you know, the great unwash, give them to vote. The next thing they'll do is they'll interview... They'll introduce a massive uh, welfare state and, um, you know, all the money that we're, origin- we're currently giving to the property developers and that's sacrosanct, but may have to be given to the people. Gosh. But, but most of the election systems that I've ever looked at, you, you look at the people right at the bottom of the tree... And they, they are conservative in their attitudes. You, you paste upon that the reality of Hong Kong society, which is a society composed of immigrants and the sons and daughters of immigrants, and that accounts for at least 90% of the people who are here, who have a very strong work ethic, have a very strong self-reliance ethic. And it's only people like Si Lung who can be rude enough to say about them, well, you know, they are... They, they are feckless and you give them the vote and the first thing they'll do is they'll, they'll leap out the door and they'll be wanting, oh, you know, really sort of outrageous things like affordable housing and, oh, maybe some health protection, maybe a, maybe a pension. Well, he's not entirely wrong because, of course, if you did have a genuinely elective system, it would be much harder to maintain the, 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 uh, this complex arrangement of monopolies and arrangements which, you know, favour a very small elite in society. Yeah. And, of course, all the handouts that go to the property developers may well be reduced. I mean, I'm distraught at the fact that that may happen. I had a chat with Harvey the other day. We were saying, oh, no, I, I really couldn't believe when I, I'm like, I must have got this wrong. And I was having a chat with Harvey the other day. Saying, well, look, look at all the people, who, the world leaders who are, quote, poor people. The current Prime Minister of India, Narendra Modi, son of a green grocer. Maggie Thatcher, for goodness sake, daughter of a grocer. Uh, you know, every pri- every Australian Prime Minister. I mean, that, you know... Well, more or less, yes. Yeah, I'm kidding. But. Yeah. No, but I mean, but, but so, you, you know, let's not even... That's a interesting point, but... But, but they're normal you, you people, yes, that's what that's I'm saying. Right. Normal people be, do not earn the King's You don't ransom. have to be out of the top drawer. But, I mean, look at the people who have really benefited from the Hong Kong welfare state, such as it is, and they are almost exclusively... The very, very rich people, the people who were who were bailed out after the 1988 financial crisis, bailed out to the sums of billions of dollars. This is where the real money's gone. And so, you know, when you're talking about people putting their hand out for money, it's not, it's not, it's not the great unwashed. It's all of C.Y. Lung's mates. Let's go to a couple of emails. Now, the other day I received one from Chris. Now, Chris this morning just wrote back to me, and I'll get to that in a second. He basically said that Rimsky Yoon ignored this point the other, more, the other evening in this uh, debate. Well, I would hazard a guess that of course he did, because the lines to be taken were X, Y and Z. We don't talk about anything else. Just my feeling. But Chris wrote the other day, and I've just seen this. See what you reckon. He says, good morning, gentlemen. One of the problems with the political reform process is that the media have been almost totally lacking in resolve to get the government to explain its position. This was exemplified by Michael Chigani's pathetic performance when he had C.Y. Leung on Newsline on Sunday and allowed him to get away with the statement that he would not go into details, unquote, on his assertion that foreign forces were behind the current demos without pushing him at all. Further, the CE quoted from Annex 1 of the Basic Law that if there is a need to amend the method for selecting the chief executives for the terms subsequent to the year 2007, 
Chapman. Thanks, Chris. Uh, such amendments must be made with the endorsement of a two-thirds majority of all the members of the LegCo and with the consent of the Chief Executive. They shall be reported to the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress for approval. Nearly done. And Chigani did not question him on why he had gone to Beijing first rather than get the endorsement from LegCo, then report to Beijing for approval, as stated. Well, there's two big points here. One is about the so-called foreign This guy knows the basic law as well, doesn't he? But, but the other is about the basic law. And somehow lost, because we've got so much going on, it's easy to lose this, is what's now happening is that they're saying... I mean, we kind of knew this, but they're now saying this very, very clearly up in Beijing. The basic law can be interpreted, interpreted, interpreted as being definitive in any way we want to interpret it. Now, what he's talking about in that email, Chris, is the formal mechanism for changing the basic law. Yeah. The reality is that the basic law is being interpreted in Beijing without any formal changes whatsoever. That the, the, no change has been made to the statute, but in Beijing they've said, we, we understand the basic law to, to mean the following. You can't have elections, you can't have this, you can't have that. That's our interpretation Pretty of the basic, basic law. And um, we're not going to go through the farce of, you know, legislating on it, bringing it to the Hong Kong legislature. Who are they anyway? It's all going to be done up here. We're going to interpret it freely and tell you at the end of the day what the basic law means. So... I know that you, you can have a, a long and detailed discussion about interpretation of basic law, but the fact of the matter is that it is, it is like all constitutional documents, incidentally, because this is what it is, it, it is interpreted. The difference is that the interpretation normally takes place in a court of law. In, in, in uh, the system of, of the, the communist dictatorship in, in China, that the courts of law barely figure at all. So interpretation is entirely made at the political level through the party organs. Yeah. And they do change it all the time. So, you know, people who say, oh, you can't challenge the basic law, well, actually, they're doing it. By the day. It's the right notes, ruling, not necessarily in the right a, a order. A new ruling <laughs> comes out and it says, today the basic law means this. Oh, and now it's tomorrow the basic law means that. Yeah. Um, do you have any problem with it? Shut up. So a couple of things spring to mind here. I've got an email from Douglas, which I'll get to in just a second. Mm. But... In your career, when you have government people in any country on, on, on your, on your programme or, or whatever, they will not deviate from what they want to say, will they? I mean, they just, they just won't, so no, why bother? I mean, particularly um, uh, um, when they're in a situation which CY Lung is in and which, indeed, the five people they sent along to debate with the students were in uh, earlier this week, Incidentally, two of whom have scored very highly. You've seen this. I've seen all the cartoons. La, la, they are la, well, stunning. Well, Lao Gongwar and... Um, uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. The other guy who apparently came out best from the debate because they didn't say a word. They said zero. <laughs> but anyway, but those who did say something, i.e. Um, Carrie Lam, Rinsky-Yoon, and the very well-known Secretary for Constitutional Affairs, whose name I've forgotten, um, who, all of whom basically were handed a script... And it had heavily imprinted on the top of it, do not deviate. LTT. Yeah. Line to take. Let's Line go to, to take. Let's go to yeah. Douglas's email here. He says, two issues. <coughs> One, PR. The CE's office is doing backflips to make him look involved. While Carrie et al. talked to the students. And then he says, politics. Is he trying to appeal to the tycoons? Question mark. In brackets, who hate him? 
Well, that, <laughs> that's what Douglas the, says. This is this is this is very amusing. I mean, poor old Cyril is really Mister No Mates. He, he he's not popular. Well, certainly not popular with the Hong Kong people. And he's not actually popular with the tycoons. I mean, you you can tell how desperate they were for an alternative to him, that they were seriously considering running Henry Tang for the... Uh, oh, come on, you've got to job. hand it to Henry right now. All right, lads, how are you doing? OK? Well, oh, yeah. Have a margarita. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it adds to the sum of human merriment. <laughs> As he I, reclines in his basement <laughs> looking at naked chicks swimming above. You mean, you mean the basement that he doesn't know exists? <laughs> That's the one, when sorry, his yes, wife, yes. Uh, yes, that one. That's yes, one. quite, uh, with a glass of very fine vintage wine. Well, that Incident- didn't... Happen. I'm not against the fine vintage wine. I, I, I wish to make that very See, clear. Um, that's when the, one thing. When the on, revolution that's comes, one son. thing that me and Henry are, are in full agreement on. Okay, you can probably uh, afford slightly better wine. So than what about what the, I can. the tycoons thing? But, as but Douglas said, the tycoon said. thing is is very interesting because this is this is a case where they finally decided that they either hang together or, or hang separately. Um, they've got to support CY. They don't like him. They've never liked him. But they've got to support him because they fear the the alternative, and the alternative is some sort of popular movement to displace the chief executive, and they think that if this succeeds, it sets a precedent. Well, they've come out the whole too late because the precedent's already been uh, uh, set because out of three chief executives that Hong Kong has had since the SAR was um, established, the first one was indeed forced to leave um, C.H. Tong. The second one um, staggered through his his time in office and has now gone into hiding somewhere while uh, he's investigated for corruption. And now we have the third one, who is not there because anybody wants him. It's just because they don't like the alternative, which is to get rid of him. So, I mean, he's not in a position of any kind of strength whatsoever. Uh, I, the, the betting, for what it's worth, is that he won't be sacked now, but he'll, he's, he's going to be discovering a very bad illness round about March, and uh, then, you know, it's very unfortunate. He, he must be one of the few people in medical history who can predict when, when an illness is going to occur. Most of us wait for it to happen, but, you know... It's, it's I wasn't kidding world. this morning when I said we are, bit by bit, really... <coughs> And freakishly casting Les Mis, if you think about it. You know, everybody's going, do you hear the people sing? Well, there's tons more songs like that, the Beyond the Barricades. Yeah. Who's the master of the house? That's what I want to know. We've got a Javert. We've got a Valjean, I suppose, in, the, in, in, in either uh, uh, long hair, short hair. Yeah, but the master of the house in Hong Kong, of course, isn't on the premises. <laughs> master of the house is, is across the border. And, and you know, it, we've it, got Marius with 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 young Joshua. It's really cooking this, I tell you. Sorry, go on. Go, you're the expert on that stuff. No, but it really is <laughs> yes. so, so surprising. Then, what was that all about? Um, the French Revolution. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And uh, of course, that was a complete failure. That's why there is no longer a French Republic. Or have I got that wrong? Yes, there is still a French Republic. Never mind. Um, but, but who but, cares? But who cares? And it's only a historical detail. And anyway, it concerns foreigners, so it's nothing to do with Hong Kong. But I mean, what's really interesting is there's been this survey from the Chinese University, which I have to say quite surprised me, because I thought that the protests were causing uh, public fatigue about the, um, you know, their duration. But in fact, it seems, according to this Hong Kong News survey, that, that support for the protests has in fact increased. In the in the um, the, the survey, I think was taken on um, September the something or other. Oh, sorry, specifics. No, no, that's what you're no, about. The, really, no, isn't the it? survey was taken in October. <laughs> yeah. Um, following one in September. 
And they find that uh, support for the protests has risen from 31.5% up to 38%. I'm, I'm quite surprised because normally people get very weary of protests and normally they say enough is enough. After a month. After oh, a month. Well, you know, well you know we're in the fourth week. It okay. is a month. Um, and they say, you know, time to go home and, and, and do something else. In Hong Kong, it does seem that that's not happening. Now, largely, I think... This is thanks to the um, actions of the government, because every time you think that the protests are going to falter, you have CYLearn coming out and saying the poor shouldn't be allowed to vote. You have some form of police action, or you have something that actually keeps the protests, the momentum of the protests going. I would have thought, and it just shows how wrong you can be, that by the fourth week of a protest in Hong Kong, it would be looking very, very weary and very unsustainable. Well, there is no sign whatsoever of it going away. It is true, inevitably, that it's much smaller than it was. But the fact that it seems to have more public backing, I find very, very interesting indeed. I'll put it no higher than that. Mm. And not only is there more positive backing but there are less significantly less people opposed to the protests so it has a sort of positive backing and it has passive backing which is absolutely staggering let's go to a couple of bits and pieces from scott who writes in i think he tackles a couple of topics here let's start he says the police department's the amazing invisible andy chung finally surfaced to complain that there will be no rule of law in hong kong if the police don't knock down the protesters well one but not the only condition of having a rule of law is equal enforcement and when it comes to showing favoritism to see why learns ruling class andy is top of this class he carries on before occupy central one need only stroll anywhere in central to see all the rollers with jockey club tags parked in no parking zones while police stand guard making sure the cars are not scratched by the hoi polloi when is andy going to break up occupy the executive council by <laughs> the league of his insider mates uh, and he wraps up um, donald investigated now nah, he's in hiding or beijing ordered the investigation stalled let's go to his first point he's blinking right about all the cars loafing around central well, i tell you I, I, I mean yet again you have to say the idea that there's one rich for the one law for the rich and one law for the poor is, is not unusual it's just that in hong kong it is really blatant it you, you, seems you know, to be. <laughs> if you've got a car with enough cylinders, you can park it anywhere. It's got if, to be black if, as well, and a people mover. Yes, I, no, 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 I think you're quite wrong there. I think a Rolls Royce is okay. Go on then. Uh, yeah. my, mine's been, I've had no problem with it whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I was thinking of going down to a Bentley, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Well, that means you earn more than 14 grand a month. Yeah, well, so get I'm all right. Of, get out of my, no, st- no, get can, out of my I, studio. I can vote. I, I, I'm okay to vote. <laughs> yeah. But we've got to start sort of doing some historical comparisons here. Once again, I love my idea about Lemmy's because it was mine. But the thing is, <laughs> no, but the thing is, joking, French Revolution, you didn't aside, start that, did you? Uh, didn't, no. Didn't no right. The thing is, it's just falling into place and it's a horrible irony. Well, it is. And I mean, you know, I, 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 I keep talking about how the, the demonstrations are sustained. By, by the stupidity of the government. Yeah. But really, you have got to hand it to these students. They perform fantastically well during the debate. And they go home the for debate. their tea as well. Go well, I don't know <laughs> what's happening there, but, I mean, you know, for people of that age, under this sort of pressure, to be able to come out on top is, is really impressive. They, they've shown that the, the c- conventional wisdom that in Hong Kong all you've got to do is shut up and make money and you shouldn't be caring about anything else it's just a whole lot of <coughs> hornets. 